You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. A lot of talk about the Women's National Championship in college basketball. We need to talk about the Division Three Women's National Championship in college basketball. Christopher Newport from right here in our very own 757 coming up just short. But first, if you watched the UConn-Miami Final Four game, you may have seen someone with local ties. And I'm not just talking about Naheem Aline, who is a former Virginia Tech Hokie. I'm also talking about Doug Sermons. Ring a bell, anybody? He was the ref. He was one of the three refs, and he's from Virginia Beach. And I didn't realize this. Um, they don't announce that, they, they, like, there's a pool of 12 refs for the uh, the final four. And they don't announce who the refs are going to be for each game until an hour before the contest. I'm assuming that's so they can't be badgered and or impacted. Like, I don't even know if they know. But there's there's three on the court. There's two alternates. So there's a possibility that Doug Sermons is going to end up the uh, one of the refs tonight as well in the men's national championship game. I don't know if he being one of the refs in a Final Four game makes it more or less likely that he gets called again for the uh, the national championship. But it could also be Roger Ayers from Roanoke. He's also in the pool. I don't know why, but it feels a bit fishy that there are two out of the 12 from Omaha, Nebraska. Not one of the most populous cities in the country, but two out of the 12 referees options in the referees pool for the the final four come from the same Midwestern city. But there's also two from Virginia, but Virginia Beach and Roanoke are very different. Very different. So anyway, Doug Sermons was in that UConn-Miami game. And from what I recall, watch the game. I didn't think there was, like, they weren't the story, right? Not at De- all. Definitely not like the LSU uh, National Championship women's game over Iowa. So, hey, if you watch an entire game and you can't remember anything the refs did, that is a fantastically refed game. Shout out to Doug Sermons, Virginia Beach native. I didn't even know you were there which is a good thing. And again, he might be there again tonight, but let's hope we don't know. Although I did, ready? Uh, this is a article on DraftKings. If you're UConn and SDSU, this was written before the Final Four, the two teams that happened to make it, UConn and SDSU, you'll want to see Roger Ayers, who is the Roanoke ref, because they don't blow their whistle as often. So I'm looking at, at Ayers, He's about 31.6 fouls per game in games that he, you know, that's his stats. Some of these other guys, Jeff Anderson from New York, 35.7. Keith Kimball from Arlington, Texas, 34.2. So he is one of the, Paul Seselk from uh, Lawrence, Kansas, 34.6. So Ayers from Roanoke is is a, a don't blow the whistle guy. 
Our very own Doug Sermons, 32.3. Virginia lets him play. Virginia says, uh-uh, finish. Finish through contact. I like it. Uh, let's talk about Christopher Newport women's basketball. This one I don't think is very fair. They lost the national championship game, but they had to wait like three weeks to play it. That's not how basketball gets played. They were down 12 in the second half, and and or th- sorry, they were down 13 points in the second half and flew back to tie it at 49 with a minute and four seconds remaining. To me, that just means that it took them a while to get going. They had to knock off three weeks of rust. Basketball is a game played every two, three days. It is not a game played where you take time off, you relax, you sit down. It's not how it goes. And we learned uh, after noticing that the final four was played and they won and then they had a huge layoff that it was part to do with a celebration of Title IX and they wanted all of the women's championships to be you know, closer together and in the same city. So they got to go to Houston and play in the same place and all those sorts of things. But I can't help but wondering, they went 31-1. and one. They won all of their games except for the one they had a ridiculously long layoff against. Now... They did lose to Transylvania of Lexington, Kentucky, who also, I mean, they went 33-0 and on the season. So maybe it was just, you know, two undefeated teams. Someone had to lose. But I look at this, and I just can't help, you know, you look at the stats and you see players that scored more all game, not getting it done. Gabby San Diego, 11 points. It just, it doesn't feel, doesn't feel like it happened. It doesn't feel like a true measure of ability to, to do something different in the national championship game than you did all season, right? It's like playing a national championship in a bubble or playing an NBA in a bubble, playing the Masters in the fall. Second time I've referenced that one today. Uh, one was off air, though. Um, I just read a joke that is completely inappropriate on our text line. Not nice at all. Uh, that's why you heard me pause right there. Just want to, I will not repeat the joke because I can't, but, uh, but yikers, uh, yikes is what I was saying. Uh, but going back to the game, not all bad. Seven blocks from Hannah Orloff. That's a ton of blocks. Seven. If blocks were points, she'd be the third leading scorer for the team. 52. See, that's, I mean, and I'll even say this for Transylvania as well. They scored 57 points. 57-52 in a national championship game? Sure, you could credit it to good defense. That's probably just rust. Christopher Newport shot 22 of 61. That's probably rust. Transylvania shot 20 of 66. That's even worse. They got to the free throw line a few more times, made a couple more threes. That's the difference. But when both teams are shooting essentially... 33%, you can't tell me that three-week layoff didn't have something to do with it. And then you're just judging based on, like, who could knock the rust off faster. And that's not who's the best team. And what is a national championship supposed to find but the best team? So I move that if the the Division III tournament is played three weeks earlier, the Division III championship is played three weeks earlier. And then maybe Christopher Newport would be the first team in Division III history to have a a men's national champion and a women's national champion in the same season because the men had already won when their tournament was played three weeks ago just doesn't seem very fair and you know 
sports are supposed to be fair. There were some cool stories, though. Um, you know, things like uh, Gabby San Diego's parents coming from out of the country to be there at the national championship. That's cool. All right. Th- those types of things, um, you know, unfortunately, don't happen as often for the Division Three players as they do for the Division One players, especially now that name, image, and likeness and things can get involved. Um, so, especially, actually, even more so because uh, if you are in the country on a student visa, you can't do the name, image, and likeness in America. So you actually go back a lot of times to your home country to cash in a couple checks and record some commercials and things like that. So, I mean, with the Division One powerhouses, the parents do get kind of cooler stuff if their kid is in the uh the states on a on a student visa um but division three obviously you know scholarships aren't there all that kind of stuff so it was very cool for gabby san diego's parents to get to be there the only thing you would hope for and and ask for and fingers crossed for is that they would have won but the pride right you make it all the way there you run the feed until the national championship still all there still very cool so congratulations to the captains of christopher newport last thing i'm going to say transylvania their mascot, the Pioneers. Talk about an all-time missed opportunity. You're going to be the Transylvania Pioneers instead of the Transylvania Vampires? And you may say, oh, they don't want to be stereotypical. No. You want to know what's crazier? The Transylvania Pioneers, their mascot, their logo, is a bat. So they're fine with leaning into it. They just... The Draculas, the vampires, be the be the 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 bats. I don't just can't. I mean, pioneers. Just feels like a missed opportunity. Uh seven five seven at six. As we mentioned, there's a short show today because the uh, national championship broadcast, the pregame starts at six thirty. Uh opening tip nine twenty. Do with that what you will. Nine why is that not a seven thirty tip? Uh, Robbie's going to close out the show when we come back with Robbie's roundouts. I'll be back tomorrow at three for the Tim Donnelly show, which will be live from Harbor Park for the uh, for the opener of of the Norfolk Tides. Getting all my local teams confused for the Norfolk Tides. So that's tomorrow. I'll see you then. Robbie's rounding out the show next. The clock is running out on the seven five seven at six. That means it's time for Robbie's roundup. Oh wait a minute. It's Robbie's Round About or Robbie's Roundout. Whatever he's calling it today, here's Robbie Vogler on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. I'm back. I am back better than ever, rejuvenized, re-energized, and excited to be back right here on Robbie's Roundout on the 757 at 6. We got segments all week long, folks. That's right. We may have short shows throughout the week because of Norfolk Tides baseball. But Robbie's Roundout will be here every single day this week, so don't you worry. Don't you fret. It's going to be a good time. Speaking of good time, the... uh, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 draft party is less than a month away. It's actually about three, less than four weeks away. And we need you to sign up, you to represent your team. And how you do that? Well, you text draft, D R A F T, 
D-R-A-F-T, to 757-687-9494. Text the keyword DRAFT, and we'll send you a message with the link on how to sign up to be the representative for your favorite team. And even if your team doesn't have a first-round pick, well, that's okay. You can still win prizes. We still want you to be there because who knows? Anything can happen on night one of the NFL draft. We're going to have a huge party. We have this every single year, a huge party out at the Eagles nest on April 27th. So you will not want to miss it. Again, if you want to represent your favorite team, text draft D R A F T to seven, five, seven, six, eight, seven, 94, 94. That's right. The pick is in, and hopefully you will be the one to make that pick for your team, the NFL Draft Party at the Eagles Nest on the 27th of this month. So get your submissions in. We will be starting to announce who is representing those teams in the probably starting either at the end of this week or at the beginning of next week. So time is ticking. You got to get your picks and you got to get your representation. And if you want to represent your favorite team again, one last time today, D R A F T that's draft to the text line, seven, five, seven, six, eight, seven, nine, four, nine, four. Now, speaking of being excited, being re-energized, how about them Norfolk tides? I was expecting, I'll be honest. I was following the game on Friday and I was, they obviously got the win and I was expecting to come on, on the airwaves and saying, man, the Norfolk tides won a home or won a opening day game for the first time in 15 years. Since 2002, since 2007, 2007, that's right. Since 2007, it was the first time the Norfolk Tides have won their season opener. And I was about to be like, man, that is amazing. 15, are you kidding me? But then they won up themselves. They went out and swept, swept the Durham Bulls over the weekend. And we're not talking about some scrub team. We are talking about one of the top minor league teams in minor league baseball in the AAA ranks. They went out there. They scored runs. They did what they needed to do. And man, I bet you it felt so good for not only the players, but also for the coaches, for everybody out there that was involved in that team, and especially right here because we are the home of the Norfolk Tides to go out and actually do what they did. And, and that's handily beat the Durham Bulls. And you love seeing that. You love seeing what these teams can do because not only did did they win easily, they won 6-4 on Friday. They, they bounced back. And when considerably, I believe it was like 13 to four, that's right. 13 to four on Saturday and then seven to four the next day on Sunday, yesterday to round out the sweep on the road, first series of the season. And you couldn't have asked for a better start. We talk all the time on this program and on this station, how cool it is to, to see 
the future stars of Major League Baseball succeeding and doing incredible stuff. That's what you're going to see this season. Normally, this is normally how it works out. Normally, the tides are normally really good and Baltimore's not that good because all the the top prospects are still in the area and they haven't made the, their way up to the to minor leagues yet. Or, or the tides are really bad and the Orioles are decent because they've brought a lot of players up from the tides and they're they're kind of in that progression. This year, I have a feeling, and this is just a feeling deep down in my bones, I have a feeling that both of these teams could be surprises this year in terms of of their records. We could be seeing a a very good season, I think, from the, the, the Norfolk Tides here locally in our backyard, which their home opener is tomorrow. We'll be out there at Harbor Park. We'll be talking to Pete and the gang out there tomorrow right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. But man, talk about starting your season off right with three wins against a tough team, a team that's kind of has your number over the last forever. It's going to be a lot of fun to see this team succeed at the level that I believe they can succeed in. And why do I think the Tides and the Orioles are going to be good this year? Because the Tides are very good at just replenishing that minor league system. We've seen they've been one of the top minor league systems for the last five years. Now a lot of those young, young guns and young players that all played for the Tides are now in Baltimore, and now you're seeing the rest of the developmental system throughout the, the minors make it to AAA, and so you're getting some of the best teams in baseball and some of the best players in baseball coming up to the Tides before they potentially make that jump to, to Baltimore or if they get used as draft capital you know, down the road. But it's going to be a lot of fun. You should go out to the game tomorrow. I'm sure tickets will be sold out sooner rather than later. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun to follow this team all season long. And not only because we are the the home of, of Norfolk Tides baseball, but because this team is going to be very, very good. And I think, I think it showed over this past weekend, the opening weekend of the season. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see how they can, you know, kind of go out and do their thing and and really be out and be one of the top teams in, in, in AAA ranks. It's going to be a lot of fun to follow it. Hopefully you will follow it as much as we will and kind of go from there. Well, you know, that's going to wrap things up. I know it was a shorter, shorter Robbie's round out, but I had to get some of that uh, that draft uh, information out there for you. NCAA Men's National Championship coverage starting in a couple of minutes. That's right, couple of minutes. Game starts at 9.20. You can hear every single second of that game right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Pre-game coverage starts in just a couple of moments. Don't forget to go text DRAFT. D-R-A-F-T to 757-687-9494 to represent your team at this year's draft party at the Eagles Nest. That's coming up on April the 27th. Until tomorrow, have a great and wonderful evening. We'll talk to you then. Later!